that's the thing on all of these cars, watches, they all have history and stories that are inherent in them. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Collector's Gene Radio. I'm your host, Cameron Steiner, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Ryan. This is all about diving into the nuances of collecting and ultimately finding out whether or not our guests have what we like to call the collector's gene. That's right. And as always, please subscribe and leave a review for us. It truly helps. We hope you enjoy the pod. Let's go. Today, we're talking to a car collector who built a business around his passions. George Bamford, founder of Bamford Watch Department, has always loved mechanical things from an early age. When the time came to join his family's business, he decided to not rest on his laurels and started his own. George has an amazing collection ranging from Ferraris to Land Rovers and Bentleys, and he drives them all up and down the country roads just right outside of London. He's got a strict rule with all of his cars, and that's that none of them are show ponies. So he makes sure to drive just about everything, especially his vintage Ferrari 275 GTB. We talk about design, his newly released watch collaboration with one of his favorite brands, Land Rover, and what it was like growing up around the cars that he's collecting now. We will absolutely be having him back on to hear more stories. But for now, please enjoy. This is George Bamford for Collector's Team Radio. George Bamford, how are you doing? I am doing amazingly. Thank you so much for having me on. This is this is a fun, exciting, um, something new, and uh, I'm really, really excited. So thank you very much for having me on. Oh, it's it, it's truly my pleasure. Um, having you on has definitely been something that I, I really wanted to do from the inception of this podcast. So it, truly, it's my honor. Oh well, uh, it, this is this is awesome. Um, it's it's amazing, and I, I can't believe that I am on here. So um, so to, <laughs> to, um, so I'm kind of wondering where we go, what we're going to be talking about, because I'm I'm like collecting is such a weird and wonderful kind of um, topic. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in a library at the moment, and I collect books, and I'm just like thinking, Christ, we collect so many different things in our lives. I collect books as well, mainly, you know, different coffee table books just based on the topics and hobbies that I like. But I think today I kind of want to start day one for you, which is really talking about cars and and we'll definitely sprinkle some watch stuff in there because uh, your business, Bamford Watch Department is based on that. But uh, through and through, you grew up around cars and your family, you know, has an amazing collection and you have an amazing collection. So I kind of want to start there. Um are you in London today at, at your home library? Or? Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm in London. I am. Uh, I I literally hop skipped and a jumped straight to the off uh, from the office to home to do this because I thought it was uh, firstly um, there's no one else coming in and saying, "Hey, George, can we do this?" Or you know, it's <laughs> uh, midway through, so I, I I thought that would be the good thing, and I just thought it easier to kind of chat through everything. But yeah, no, in London, it is, of course, in England, it's raining, of course, because it rains the whole time, but that's kind of normal. <laughs> well, where I am, I'm in, uh, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we rarely get any rain, so I'm a little envious. I love Scottsdale, Arizona. For me, that is, uh, it's somewhere that is, uh, so Arizona, I uh, absolutely love, and Scottsdale, God, you, you know, it's such a beautiful place. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, grateful to live here for sure, but I, I, have to say 
coming to Europe is is definitely my favorite thing to do. So I know uh, living there is, it sometimes doesn't become as much of a novelty, but we we always miss what we don't have. It's for sure. Uh, it's it's always that thing, but you know it's it's cool. It's cool to be a, you know travel. I think now, and I'm really really pleased. Travel has come back, and thank goodness, know, right? And, and we're we're kind of back out, kind of seeing what's happening, and I I absolutely love it. Amazing. So let's let's talk about cars for a second. So you grew up around cars, right? Your father and your family run the construction company JCB, and your father has an amazing collection. Is that is that where you got started with cars, or? Yeah, I, honestly, I, I've I've been I, I, as you could probably say I I've got it in my blood. Um, automotive. I I I learned how to strip an engine when I was younger. Uh, well, about eight or nine, I was on the shop floor learning how to weld. Um, and always, you know, on the weekend, it was such. It was my time with my father, same with my brother and my sister, where he'd go and say, "Well, why don't we take that out? Or what should we do on this? And do you hear the sound of this?" And and it was always like and. You you know, is that is that a V8 or a V12? And just listen to the sound of this engine before we get. So for me, it's always been a part of it. It's um, and you know, even down to my kids now. You know, it is that kind of I, you already are putting in to them that um, that love for something. And they may they may not love it fully, you know. This is the thing: is sometimes they may go, "Oh, you know, that's boring." But I think I've been very, very lucky, and and you know, my father has kind of dragged us into the car world in such a wonderful way. What are your earliest memories of of you and your father talking about cars, driving cars? Do you have a favorite car of his? Do I have a favorite car? I have a car that I was always the one I, I I had to smile about and, and just thinking about it, it's happy memories. And my father had uh, back in the day, an AC Cobra. Amazing. Um, and why I loved it was because the sound, the sound was just, and it was as raw as you could get. And, and the bum kept on twitching out and it was just always that thing. And, and I loved the dash on it because it was this black, leather dash but with these wonderful portholes all the way through it um with all the different gauges and the gear knob was cool and and you sat so close to each other that it just felt like you were drive you were together driving the car and i I just always loved that with the ac cobra that that's such an amazing amazing car and definitely a special one to grow up around yeah speaking of of cars and 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 you and your business and stuff, you actually, I want to make sure we get this in. We, you launched an amazing collaboration this week with Land Rover oh, and your yes. and Bamford watch department. Yes. Uh, I am so, so happy. I'm obsessed with Land Rovers. My father thinks I'm absolutely nuts on my obsession <laughs> with defenders. Cause I've got way too many of them. Um, but how many do you have in the collection? Uh, between not enough and too many. Uh, I think that that's <laughs> the perfect the, amount. <laughs> the, the perfect amount. It's the same as what I say about collecting watches is I always have too many and, and not enough. Um, but I, I, you know, it was a dream come true to be working with Land Rover on something that, you know, is a modern luxury brand. The new Defender is a kick-ass 
future looking product and to have to work with them on a unique case and a unique watch i i i, I can't kind of i'm i'm tickled pink about this is uh, you know it, it, it's and i know that's a weird way of describing it but i'm so happy i've got a, a grin from ear to ear to be working with an iconic British brand that most people know as Land Rover. And, you know, this, this is a, you know, you think about the Defender, but let's say the Land Rover, you know, circumnavigated the world. These are products that have seen the thing. And to be a part of that history, this is absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm so happy and so blown away. I've got the watch on my wrist. And if this was a visual thing, you'd be here seeing me showing it off. But it's, <laughs> it's you know, fixed lugs, a modern take on a fixed lug watch. Um, the gray on gray dial with the um, cut through um, luminous buttons or luminous. Um, so it's a sandwich dial is absolutely amazing. Uh, titanium. So it's got that real kind of robust uh, nature. I'm, I'm beating the hell out of my watch and I sounding like I'm promoting it. I'm not, you know, the watch is almost sold out. Probably. I don't know when this comes out, but probably when it comes out, it, we will have sold out, but it's not, about the sellers it's more about working with a great partner and we have we're working with an awesome partner well and 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 hats off to you because one the watch design is lovely and and you know it's it's got bamford watch department written all over it in the best way but to to work with a brand like land rover and have them think so highly of your brand to say yes we have to do this project with with george i i think that's the most special part yeah uh, well, I, 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 I love working with them and, you know, I feel very treated. It's cool working with them. And, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So you, you live in the country uh, yes. most of the time, which is arguably a car collector's haven in terms of open roads and taking cars out for a drive. But do, do you ever get nervous? You know, I mean, I know things get kicked up like dirt and rocks and I know you like to drive your stuff, but... You also want to keep stuff in decent condition, right? Yes. Well, look, you know, I think that this should never be a show pony. They should never, or or what's the best way is a garage, po- you know, sit in a garage and never come out. I will drive it come hell or high water. I'll drive whichever car because I think to myself is they need driving. Um, and point in proof is that during COVID, there was quite a few cars that I didn't drive because I was stuck at home and I thought this is not the right time to bring out certain cars to the point that now one of them's got a full engine rebuild because it's sat there for too long. And then something else has got another problem with the tires. And then there's, the, you know, so, uh, and one of them, a, a, I can't believe this, but a mouse got in and, and uh, ate some of the electrics and you're just going, Oh <sighs> my God. And that's where I think to myself is no matter what, these cars need to be loved and driven. That is what they were designed for is to be driven. They're designed for, you to sit in there and drive them. Same with my watches, you know, and the watches that we we work with watch brands. These watches are to be worn and to be beaten around and loved and, and not to sit in a safe and go, oh, and then you bring two or three people up to show them off. They got to be loved and they've got to be enjoyed. And that's what I think cars should be and watches. And so, you know, when you talk about these two collections, it's it's more about, 
they've got to be, they've got, you've got to put your foot down and you've got to just kind of hear it roar. Um, and you've got to feel the feeling of the car. You've got to know where that right um, front wheel is going to be, the left. And, you know, you've got to feel like, when I come to this corner, this car is going to have a twitchy bum or it's going to be, it's going to fly through and it's going to be on rails, but then, you know, I'm too close to this or you've got to feel it. You know, certain cars that I wouldn't take out in the rain, the certain cars I would take out in the rain. Um, but you know, that you've got to know how to drive them. For sure. And that's obviously taken some, some serious practice, but I think it also comes with just being a collector of this stuff and, and falling in love, in love with it, you just, you learn the ins and outs of, of every bit and piece. Well, that's the thing is on any of them, the more you drive it, the more you get to love it. Um, the more that it makes you smile, it makes you giggle. And, and, and that's what I think is, you know, just learning, loving and, and falling in love with any collection. I'm sure the other people that you've got on, uh, you've, you've got on this, talk about that thing of like why do you collect you don't need another car you don't need another watch you don't need another book you don't need i don't know you don't need that extra bit of technology it's never going to change your life you don't need a you know you don't need them but you want them and i think that's the cool thing but then you've got to experience them and love them and and i i realized during lockdown and why i talk about lockdown in a few times because i realized when i looked at lockdown, I went through all my watches and all my cars and I went, what brings me happiness? What brings me, does this, if, if it was worth nothing tomorrow and, you know, sometimes at the beginning of lockdown, everyone thought that, you know, the world had fallen to pieces and, you know, everything was worth nothing and all that type of thing. And I thought, does this bring me joy? Is this going to be something that I'm going to hold on to? And majority of the cars, yes. And majority of the watches, so that was my thing. Do you ever let go of any of your collection? Yes, I do. And that is sometimes the problem. Um, <laughs> because someone sure. comes up to me and goes, oh, George, I've got a really, you know, I love that of yours. Um, can I buy it off? You know, I'd like to buy it. Or do you know how much it's worth and blah, blah. And I'm like, yay, okay. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later or a month or two later, I go, oh, you know, <laughs> you were talking about, buying this or you know you could sell it for me um and you kind of inclimated on x um and it gets, and then they're like oh yeah but but things have changed now and i think it's it's you know it's 20 grand less or it's this or it's that and you're like going whoa fuck you know uh, uh, so i think that's the the biggest problem is every time you come to try and sell something you kind of go you never get what you think it's worth and so, you know, but I have, I've jettisoned cars before and there's one or two I've regretted. There's one or two I've really Always. regretted. Um, and then there's some that I'm like, I'm very happy it's out of my life. And over time, does that regret fade? Because, you know, I've, I've definitely sold stuff out of my collection before and I, I, I regret it in the moment and maybe for the preceding couple of months, but then I find something else that I fall in love with and kind of forget about it. Uh, no, my, t uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I brought one back. Uh, I actually brought the exact car back because I was just like, this, this needs to be, this, this has so many happy memories. I need this back in my life. Uh, there was a 550 Marinello and it was when I was, oh, that's, that's an amazing car, but it was when I was courting my wife and 
it was one of those cars that um, I swapped for uh, DB9 at the time, the convertible. And if you look back on it, that was not a good swap. But at the time it was because DB9 had just come out and it was a great swap. Um, Still a lovely car. Yeah, I was very pleased that went out of my collection. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but it was a DB9 Volante. And, uh, but this 550 is now back in my collection because it's something that, that really you know, embodies our, our dating. It, it embodies stupid things like me. Try, you know, I, I always go to people and, and no one always, uh, no one talks about their losses or their things that have gone in their life. But I, I'm one of these that I always embrace them because I think it's quite, quite good to embrace. But one time I was trying to kind of get, uh, you know, kind of uh, shine on to my wife and show how cool I was. <laughs> so I parked this 550 outside one of the, I thought was the coolest nightclub in London. And I'm sure most of your listeners will go, oh my God, this sounds dreadful. Um, and I parked the car outside and I went in and I was like, you know, and I don't know, there was a drinks and things like that. And then I came back out and the car wouldn't start up. And oh, so, no. <laughs> so then I proceeded to be on the back of a, um, uh, I don't know what you would call in the States, but we call it AA truck. But basically I was, sure, uh, AAA. I was on a triple A truck, um, and I was going home in that. So the idea of me showing off became such a kind of back, backwards looking thing that I, it just made me smile because this car embraces those type of things so i i was i was going through a tunnel and i i went to my wife uh, she was my girlfriend at the time and i was like oh let's wind down the windows listen to the engine it's got a tubey exhaust it's absolutely amazing <laughs> and anyway i didn't realize it was dry up to the brit uh, up to the tunnel and then oh, no. there was a bit of wet in the tunnel anyway i proceeded to do a full 360 and carried on driving, but I did a 360 on this kind of, in this tunnel. And my, she was my girlfriend at the time. And she just turned around to me and, and using English terminology, um, she just turned around and went wanker. <laughs> and so that's kind of idiot, but the most offensive type of way of saying idiot. But anyway, so that's what a car embodies. And and then I got rid of it and it was the saddest day. I was like, I was so down about it because I was just like, actually I've had some happy memories. So I got, so I spent probably the best part of a year trying to trace it back. And I, I brought it back uh, maybe uh, two years ago. No, just before COVID. What color is it in? And so um, one of my favorite colors is black. So it's black, black. on black. <laughs> it's black on black on black on black on black with a little bit of black. <laughs> And some extra black. Yeah. I mean, everything from even like all the Ferrari horses are in black. The, the, uh, um, every bit of it is black because I, that's how I, I did it on this. Even all the grills are black. Um, and just everything is as much black as you can put on it. It, it just looks so cool. Yeah. It's kind of hard to beat when, when you see one of those in all black. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's and it's such a fun car. And I almost drove it up to London and uh, this week, and I was just like, and I I don't know, I was I was just knackered, and I I knew that <laughs> I, I knew that the rain was going to hit in, and I thought this is going to be fun on my drive back. So I was yeah, just, exactly. So obviously, there's a car racing and watch lineage, but what is it really about the two that 
gets you up every morning to not only collect, but also run a business based on the two. So what gets me up in the morning? Um, that's called, I've got bills to pay. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I honestly, you know, as my father said to me, he said, you've got to learn the value of a pound and go off and go and do your own thing um, and afford your own life. And so that's what I've done throughout my life. And so I've, I've had a very, very good grounding from someone that was absolutely amazing, someone inspiring. Um, car collecting. I, does it get me up in the morning? No, my family gets me up in the morning and goes, you know, and and the drive is is that. But then going for going in cars and collecting cars, it's more. I love the aesthetics of them. I love the aesthetics of of the design of them. You know, each car that I've got, there's a reason why I've got it. And you know, some of them are, are kind of weird and wonderful. They're not the 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 uh, atypical. Oh, you need that in your collection. Some are, but some aren't. And the reason is because they they've there's something that delighted me, like a Z1. You know, I I love my Z1. And it is such a weird car, but you press those doors and it makes you smile. You you sit in it and you go, this was the this was the start of all the Z cars, and you know, and then you kind of look at that single piece um, uh, on the uh, fender and how uh, there's a bolt that can crack the fender, and then you see on the side of that fender that that's where the Z sits because of a reflection, um, because there's this kind of um, uh, paraboloid uh, on the on the side that's kind of a weird shape and it creates a Z, and you then go, well, that's why they call it Z, and I just love all these <laughs> little things that you just kind of, you know, little bits of knowledge that you, and, you know, and then you kind of think about the yuppiness of, of this car, and, and how it fell from grace, and, and I picked it up for nothing, and, and this thing just kind of, you can't not smile. And, and you had the, uh, you know, I guess the opportunity to join your family's business, but you kind of decided to do the opposite, and stick with your own, and was that was well, that a difficult choice? Look, I would say to you is that uh, family business. Look, I I I'm always with you know my father and I always talk about business. Um, sure, so it's e- either side. Uh, I, look, I can walk my own walk, um, and I can do my own thing, and I've and my ego gets pampered by my business, you know. And so, what I'd say to you is, inside let's say the family business, but my father made it what it was and is. So, you know, I kind of go to you and say, it's his, it's his, it's his business. And, and any of us in it is, is kind of, it's wonderful to work with your father and and don't I know it, but it's, it's one of those things where you want to kind of, um, I want to walk my own path. You don't want to walk in their shoes and, you know, and I, I love at the moment, uh, you know, I, I go and, uh, there's certain projects I sit on and, and I, 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 I walk alongside him, not walk in his shoes. And I love that because I've got, I've got my own, you know, I haven't got a legal department. I haven't got a travel department. They're all me. I've, my social media department is me. Uh, well, uh, we've now just hired a social media guy, but what I mean is everything. And you see a bigger family business there's all of those things you want to travel somewhere. Oh, there's a department that can help you or you need, you've got a bit of an issue, you know, you're trying to get this contract done. Oh, there's a legal, deb- you know, and, and that's, it's quite nice to know that I'm doing it myself. Hats off to you. It's not easy to do. 
No, no, but it's not to toot my own whistle, and I really am not. It's I'm I just enjoy what I'm doing, and you know, like to turn. I'm not turning my back on the family business because it's so nice to have a family business, and you know, as I always say, I was I I I think you know, being born, I was born into lottery. It's is you know whatever I'll take in life, and you just got to make sure that you run at anything that you do. And that's what, you know, my father gave me the the bite to kind of go and set up this business. And I think that's the easiest way of describing it is, you know, you've got, you've got to go and enjoy that day, not waste the day. Do you find that, that cars are, are like watches in the sense that there's so much more charm in the vintage stuff versus modern, right? Because I would argue that a lot of the new stuff doesn't necessarily have charm, just really great design. You know, like I can't imagine looking at at a Pagani 30 years, you know, from now thinking, wow, this has charm. I would just think that this is an incredible design. Yeah, but then uh, I'm going to say is I I kind of disagree with you because an M1, uh, BMW M1 has got such a great style. The F40 has a great style to it. Um, You know, you look at some of those things. You even go to the Lamborghinis of the 80s. and, And, you know, I think... Because I guess for me that's vintage. <laughs> yeah, but partially. Th- yeah, but that's the thing is, you think about if you see something through today's lens, could it be that that lens is marred by, you know, you're going, oh well, that that won't be cool. You you've already said to me a five fifty. I swapped a five fifty for a DB nine. You kind of then go to yourself and you go, well, why did you do that? In the, <laughs> right. in the in the grand scheme of things. But at the time, the 550 wasn't the, oh, my God, you need that. There was something else that 599 had come out, and everyone was talking about that. So the 550 was dr- dropping like a – I mean, it was, it was like literally like throwing a pebble into the water. It was dropping very fast in price, and no one really wanted them. So, you know, I was very lucky to get out of it. So, and now, you know, oh, it's a classic, it's cool. And you kind of go, well, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a Luca, Luca Montezemolo doing some freaking cool stuff, but it is, it's one of those that you, you have to kind of go through it. The other thing is like, you know, you think about, you know, the new Polestar electric car. I, I look at something like that and I think that is ultra modern, very cool, but we could, we could run through that and go, yeah, actually this could be a future classic. It could be like the M1. It could be like, I don't know. I was, I, I love the eight series BMW and that for me is, and there's a car I really sad. I lost, I uh, didn't loss I lose. I sold it. Uh, but I, there's a 550, uh, sorry, um, eight series Alpina, um, uh, BMW and I'd imported it from Singapore. Um, and I'd found it. Uh, my father basically said for my first car, you've got a price for mini. And I remember <laughs> going, uh, and I remember going there and, uh, and going to Singapore and I found it and there was only two of them made with, uh, to- loads of carbon on them, a tuned up engine and blah, blah, blah. And my father was, anyway, my father was slightly livid because I'd, I'd came back with basically a supercar for the price of a minute. <laughs> um, and it's a car I, I'm desperate to get back. It's, it's, it's now lives in Hong Kong and, and they won't sell it to me. So it's, it's something I'm sad that hasn't come so back. Do you know who has it? 
Yes, kind of. Um, I've I've had an intermediate go and uh, go and knock on the door, but um, uh, they've been told to kind of not knock anymore. So that's really <laughs> to kindly me. leave. <laughs> But what I'm saying to you is that's a car I regret that I sold. But you look at the 8 Series, the 8 Series, you know, you say about a Pagani Zonda, this Alpina 8 Series was the Pagani of the time in some ways. It was like stupid, batshit crazy. I mean, I remember that in fourth, I would spin the tires and blow the rear tires sometimes. And you kind of then go to yourself and you go, are you not driving it right? And you go, yeah, but it was like in fourth, this engine was just nuts. And it would go like it top out at 210 miles. Unbelievable. So there's these cars, there's the, the great stories, the great things that you missed. Oh my God, I wish I'd done that. Or I wish I'd, you know, and I think that's, that's the thing you, you're saying about cars and watches, you know, are we going to look back on these cars today and go well you know that's that hasn't got this or that hasn't got that i think we're in the last of the heyday of the the v6 the v8 and the v12 engines so i think whatever is being produced today is going to be held up like the 80s cars and even the 70s and 60s cars as those the real kind of epitome epitome of or let's say the showcase of um car engineering yeah, I uh, I definitely see the the other side of the equation there for sure. And you know, I could say to you two or three things. One of them is you think about something like this: the for a, a a Dino, beautiful car, stunning, everything amazing. I think it was very hard to sell when it first came out. Why is that? Because that the, the design of that car to me is so incredible, and seeing one in person is just even a whole another ball game. But it was underpowered, it was small engine, it was boom, boom, boom. I, there was a, quite a few things that were wrong with it. But now let's look at a Maserati MC20. I think it's a modern Dino. Um, the new little Lotus, a modern Dino. But they're not, people are turning their nose up on these cars. Yeah, it's uh, definitely being slept on. But that's also good because these things could be the future classics. Right, because so it'll be good less for collectors to hop on. <laughs> yeah, less produce, less less everything. As a collector, how often are you in search for car X, and then car Z comes across your desk that you never thought that you ever wanted, but it just caught your eye, and it, then it becomes something you have to have, and then the car you're in search for kind of takes a backseat. Does that ever happen? Um, it's happened a few times, predominantly with Defenders, and I know that, or, or Land Rover products, um, because. There's two or three people that know that I'm in the in the mood for for dancing and know in the mood for buying uh, Land Rovers, and so there's certain price points. And I will also say is um, buying a watch or buying a car, I have a ceiling. I have a ceiling on price, um, of and I won't go over that ceiling. And I think that's always a good thing to have is have the top end of it. Now, when I was talking about collecting, you can collect some of the coolest watches. You could even collect some very cool cars for not much, you know, like Defenders. I have a ceiling, and it's 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 about two and a half thousand pounds, and that's for Land Rovers. Now, for me, that is where I sit. Now, I've got a really cool collection of them, but I I you know, and yes, I spent way more than that restoring them. 
But what I would say is these are things that have really, I love the search. I love finding them. And then when someone comes along and goes, oh, it's 20,000, I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm walking away from that. It's too expensive or it's this or, you know, and I, I have a ceiling and I go for a defender, this is how much I spend. Right. And that's where I'd say even on watches, you know, there's some awesome Instagram accounts of watches that are really cool watches that aren't expensive. You know, there's, there's Bolivar, Bolivars and there's, I, I don't know, uh, Yamas and, and there's some other weird ones that you go, okay, that's really cool. I've got such a cool vibe from that. Nevada's. Um, I'm trying to think of other brands that I really love. Uh, I mean, even when it comes to dress watches, I mean, P- Piaget, I mean, yeah. there's so much value. It's, it's insane that it's being slept on. But you think Accutrons, um, you know, there's so many cool watches out there that I think that's where I'm saying on any of this. But same with cars. Don't don't be only a brand whore on, on the cars. Be, be something where you go, this is me, knowing what you want. Um, yes, you would go to this watch or this watch. But I always think of a, a car meetup or a, or a watch meetup. If you turn up with a brand X car um, or brand X watch, most people have seen it. Most people don't, you know, most people have gone, yeah, I've seen it on such and such as wrist, or I've seen it multiple times, or I've seen that car multiple times. And they'll look at it for a few minutes and then they'll walk on. If you turn up with, and this was real point improved someone turned up to one of the uh, one of uh, a car meet that I, I went to and he turned up in a beautiful golf gti and it was a mark one or two i think it was a mark two golf gti with the tartan interior beautifully done not expensive you know now probably expensive but then it wasn't and everyone there was the Best McLarens, there was, um, you know, great vintage Ferraris. There was, uh, you know, beautiful Aston DB5s and things like that. Most people, and I, I would say most people, I was one of them, were just obsessed with this Golf GTI. We were, we were literally mesmerized by the Golf GTI. Now, for me, that is damn cool because you don't, you don't see many of them. You don't see them in good quality. And you don't see some others. So that's where I f- think about, you know, you fall in love with, with um, these cars. And, and, it, and it was so this guy. I mean, this guy was such a kind of a golf GTI fan. Amazing. So, you know, and that's what I love about cars and why I say to you, like, I love Defenders is because a Defender or a Land Rover really suits me. It's a car that is a little bit awkward, a little bit kind of nuts. It's a bit kind of like, what the hell? But it can go off road and it can, it's very capable. And I think actually it just, you know, you, you can go and get lost in a Defender and you can come off and you can go, this is really cool. You know, and the other thing is, so I just, uh, I brought a pickup truck, a uh, Defender pickup with it that's got a crane on the back. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. So, and I, and I restored it and it's got my family on it and each, I, I've designed logos for each of the uh, family. So there's the, they've all got kind of iconic logos, but it's re, rehashed with my kids' names and my wife's name and things like that. But um, in that, in that 
um, Defender. Oh, sorry, the ser- it's a series two, and it's a pickup. And in it, I, I I only listened to Bruce Springsteen, and I don't know why, but it, it the first time I got into it, um, Bruce Springsteen came on um, on my iP- uh, iPhone uh, on the music or in the sis- in the thing and. And as I say, and I just was driving, and I went, "This makes me smile." Now I would say to you, I was driving maximum probably about twelve miles an hour, but I was giggling, and I was like there, just going, "This." And so now that that only has Bruce Springsteen, and it's literally, you know, sometimes I kids sit in and go, "Oh, not again." <laughs> he's he's a heck of a nice guy, and and arguably one of the only artists that that produces amazing driving music. For any car. <laughs> no, exactly. But, you know, I know I wasn't a Bruce Springsteen fan. That was yeah. the weirdest thing. So before this car, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I I, I know one or two of the songs, but it, it's never my bag. And then after this car, I'm like, it's always, I've got, I've, I've got a playlist. It's just Bruce Springsteen. Love it. So, you know, and I think that's the great thing with these cars is the stories, the, the, not, you know, my kids are going to have memories on this. Um, and then, you know, I, I can just like whack. you did. Exactly. Um, my son, son and I, this summer built a, um, uh, I wish it was a Maya Manx, but it's, it's a fake Maya Manx. It's not, but it's, it is, it's a, it's kind of, it's a, it's, it's one of those beach buggies, but we built the whole thing together. Um, we built the engine, put it in, uh, we built the whole, uh, you know, everything. There's loads. And I was really proud of my son. Um, and it was great to learn together to do a car. And, you know, we should have, we should have had hoists and we should have done things in different ways, but, you know, like even, even mounting the engine, we got some, we got a, a, a car jack and some wooden chocks and started just <laughs> mounting the engine like that. It was the most ridiculous way of doing it, but it was him and I, you know, taking wheels off, changing. We had slave, you know, we, we put slave wheels on to start off with just so then we could fit everything else. Then we got the wheels painted on the new and everything. And, you know, and he starts it up. And this is the funniest thing. He, it's in the garage because he's too young to drive. But he'll start it up and he'll flick it on and he'll just sit there for about half an hour just going, Dad, can you hear this 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 bit? And can you hear this? And can you hear that? And that for me is just like, you know, it, it was such a mini you. Well, yeah, but it's bonding and memories that you can never take away. And I think that's the great thing. Can't put a price on that. Exactly. And it doesn't matter how much. This is a kit car. I mean, you know, it didn't cost me a lot to buy the kit and do it. But Jesus Christ, I, you know, I took it out. Um, I, it was September when we'd finished it. And I took it out for a drive. And him and I, I mean, it's got pink seat belts of all things. I mean, like he chose all the colors and they're really kind of batshit crazy. But <laughs> it, it, both of us just smiled all the way through it. And it was giggling Amazing. and, and I, you know, I was, I was all in black and I had these pink seatbelts and I was just like, I was like, how fucking cool. And it was just like, it was so what we wanted. You, you really can't beat a memory like that. No, you definitely can't. So while Land Rover takes up a, a nice portion of your collection on the other end of the spectrum, so does Ferrari. And yeah. what, what is it about the Ferrari brand that, that you are so in love with that, that makes you just keep going back and back and back. 
I don't know. Recently, it's not making me go back. Um, but I, but I, and that's why I said to you about the Maserati. I think the Maserati is a, a, a more beautiful car than what Ferrari is producing today. But that's my own personal opinion. I, the old, uh, older ones. So let's go through the look of Montezemolo, um, the key three. 355, 456, and 550. They were key cars that really put Ferrari back on the on the stable of everyone going, I want to buy a Ferrari. If you think before that, before he came in, you know, they weren't as desirable. Um, you know, you think about Mondial 8s and things like that. They weren't as, you know, Ferrari had gone into the, the um, the uh, I don't want it pile, and I, I I look at the new ones and the Roma and those ones, and they're not they're not grabbing me and going, oh my god, I want that car in my life. I I think you know I look at the second hand price on some of these things, and I think oh you know they're not some are going up in price, but most of them I don't go to you and say oh my god I need it. But it's all my personal opinion because you know the thing is that. Uh, vintage cars I love I love vintage vintage Ferraris vintage Porsche vintage Jags they're just so cool because they you know they're going to break down every 10th drive but they but you have a proper sound you have a proper it just has a proper emotion to it and there is something sexy it doesn't feel like you have to kind of work out how to open the door you know there's a door handle there well, and the best part about a, a collection, and, and especially in this category, is your opinions are really a, a reflection of your taste and what you actually yeah. own. Exactly. And, and it's okay to have, and people, people a lot of times don't think it's okay to have opinions when it comes to this stuff because maybe they're not an authority in the industry that they collect in, but that's nonsense. I mean, that's the best part about collecting is that your personal tastes are a reflection of your opinions. Yeah, and, and the great thing about it is, that you know these are my opinions they they are very much you know i know people that are saying oh my god this is amazing and you know i've got some very good friends in the states that have got some of the best modern ferrari collection on earth and i i've seen them and i've gone i respect it but you know i don't know I, I, he had a, a a friend of mine had an amazing roof porsche in his collection and i spent most of the time looking at this roof because i was just like I freaking love that. And it was different. And, you know, and I think that's why, you know, things like the Singer and things like um, other cars have come forward because people are, people, I think, uh, I go back to um, that Gone in 60 Seconds thing of a modern yeah. Ferrari versus a vintage Ferrari. And I and I think that's the, the scenario at the moment. It's harder to, it's harder to love and appreciate a vintage car because, it takes a lot more. You can love it for the first kind of couple of days until it leaks all over your garage. And then you go, Oh my God, that's a pain in the ass. But you then kind of fall in love with it in another way. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have a lot of patience to be a a collector of anything mechanical. Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. Um, I hope, I hope that has answered your question. I know it's kind of a weird, a weird way around it, but I, it's one of those things that I, 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 I look, I, I, of course you have to like, you have to love Ferrari if you love cars. Um, but you know, you don't need to 
I, I don't know. I think on everything you have to go with what your gut, what you want to live with, not to show off to your neighbor. And I, you know, I got over that since the nightclub days and, um, you know, stuck outside a nightclub. I, every time I tried to show off on anything, it always went Pete Tong. And, <laughs> and I think that's always the thing is that you, you, you have to almost kind of, you have to, get over that and, and just get into why, why I love it. Like for me, I drive the, the car straight into London. It goes straight into a garage and then I come back out and drive out of London. It does. I don't, you know, the best car in London is a taxi and a London drive, a taxi driver, because you're going to have a great conversation with them and you're going to sit in the back and you're going to feel very luxurious and comfortable. So for me, driving a car around London, I think, no, I would never do it again. And that's what I love about having, you know, having a car and driving it into London and then driving it out is you just kind of go, actually, that works. It, it, and it's not about showing it off. It's just about my appreciation, my love. Does it make me smile? That's what it's all about. So you recently, and it still may be a little hush-hush because everything's password protected, but you recently launched Bamford Auto Department. Can you tell us a little bit about it or is it still kind of under wraps? Uh, it's still, look, Banford Auto Department uh, it was a, was my ego going, oh, I want to set up a, you know, customizing whatever. And I constantly was wanting to do it. So I wanted to set up this website. I wanted to think about what, what could we do? Um, and what I've realized is I'm not a genius. I'm not a good businessman. I know about watches. I know, I know my wheelhouse. And I realized that I can't, I can't, I, I'd love to say I can run into another business. Um, but I realized bandwidth, um, you know, know what you know, what you know, and really run with it. And I think having one of my hobbies is now my business. And one of my passions is my business. Uh, the auto department, I, I, I've set up the Bamford auto department Instagram and you'll see, I just post randomly a car on it once every blue moon. And it just makes it's, it's cars that I see things that make me smile in the automotive world. But I was going to set up a business that was doing a, a singer style. And I realized, um, I, I was, you know, a year and a half in and we'd spent a bit of money and I realized it was never, I, you know, I've done some awesome designs with some great designers. We've done some really cool ideas, but you know, the, um, I don't know the, you can talk the talk or walk the walk. And I always love walking the walk. And I, and this, this, I was like, yeah, we're going to go and do this. We're going to do this. And I had to kind of walk away and go, yeah, it, it's, it, it's going to be way too much money and it's going to, it's going to, it could damage me as a, you know, on bandwidth of myself. So um, at the moment it's, it's the designs are sitting there and the ideas are there, but it's not, um, it's not a like, oh my God, it's a very cool ideas, but not kind of um, uh, that total thing. Got it. So then, Sticking to the car and watch collaborations that, you know, like the Land Rover one that you just launched, if you were given a, a second opportunity to do it again, is there another brand that you would love to do that with? Ooh. 
I'd love to do something with McLaren because I love their um, their technology that they're using in cars. I think that uh, not to do it again, but I'd love to. You know, if, um, uh, McLaren, give me a call if you if we could work together, please. Um, no, um, I, I, <laughs> we'll, I, I'm, we'll spam them with this episode. I, I no. Uh, th- what I would say to you is, I love. I'd love to see, you know, you think about Richard Mill with McLaren, it's great, but you think about where McLaren, their new technologies, their new materials. I'd love to see something, uh, you know, and I think it's, you know, because this was designed, this watch was designed with Land Rover and the Land Rover team. So this is very much been around them, designed with them. So... I would love to be in that kind of remit of doing something else. And I think the next, you know, uh, another one would be, if I could ever, would be McLaren. I mean, like how cool to work with someone like a McLaren brand that has just some, some, there's something very cool about them and their, their, R&D department, you think of new materials. It would also be great to think, uh, you know, their design aesthetic, that wonderful uh, organics kind of um, aerodynamics. Could you imagine that going into a watch? I mean, how freaking cool. And it's something totally different. Be incredible. And it's non-competitive with Range Rover and Land Rover. Be pretty amazing. So speaking of watches, before we, we finish up with the collector's gene rundown here, is, is it true that you tracked down your grandfather's Rolex? God, you're quick on this. Yes. It's uh, I, I, it, uh, yes, uh, I, I did for my father. Can you tell us how that happened? I, I can give you a quick brief uh, thing. It got sold. Um, it got sold. I tried to find it, and then I found it. I, I, and what I mean to find it, I, I've, I've got someone that's um, very good at finding stuff. Um, and I said to him, I said, look, you know, try and find it. it. Took us a year and a half of finding it. Loads of letters, personal letters from me. Um, and it was sitting in a watch, um, a watch repair place, um, and hadn't been repaired, and it was falling to bits. And it was in a glasses case of my grandfather's. And I went to the person that owned it, and I said, look, you're not going to be able to repair it. It's, I've been told it's unrepairable but I know that there's a price um, and I'll pay you what you paid for it. And um, the person went to me and said, oh, what, why do you want it? And I said, well, it's my grandfather's. And they were like, oh, but, uh, and then, then it was a back and forth, back and forth. And I got it for a little bit more than what he'd paid for it. And worth every penny. Honestly, and giving it to my father was one of those things that I wanted my father to have something for my grandfather. My watchmakers repaired it and brought it back to life. Um, and it was about, I would say, six months to a year of them, um, you know, having in the background but doing it. And then we also had to have a goldsmith uh, to uh, repair all the damage on the gold. And, it, it, you know, it's but the sentimental value. And I think that's the thing on all of these cars, watches they all have history and stories that are inherent in them and i've given you a few stories today but they that's what's the great thing about these things that that are, that are kind of in these are kind of there's no soul to these products but there is and we we put these souls into them and we put love into them and we put things and there's temperamental and this watch won't work and this and we we kind of we put I don't know, we put the soul into it. And, and that's what I loved about my grandfather's watch. What was your father's reaction when you gave it to him? 
I think he was quite blown away. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he was quite blown away. I, it, you know, it's, uh, but it was really great. Amazing. All right, George. Let's finish up here with the collectors' gene rundown. I'll. I know it's uh, almost dinner time for you there in London. So let's uh, let's get going on this. Sound good? I'm very very happy. All right. What's the What's the one that got away? The one that you missed? You can't get over. Could be a car. Could be a watch. Could be a book. Anything that you collect. Well. It is one, but it got away because of price, and that was the BMW M1. That, for me, was something that I got offered one, and I wished I'd brought it when I did. Uh, and instead, I brought something else, and I, I, I wished I'd brought a BMW M1 because I just love them. And they're crazy, and they're cool. Um, and there's one or two friends I know have got one now, and I was just going, I could have brought it at X, and now it's totally out of my price point. What's the on-deck circle? What's next for you in, in your collecting? Do you know, I, I'm collecting on watches. I am collecting limited editions um, that are done by things like Hoodinky, uh, Revolution, and things like that. I think they are the future big collectors. Uh, Grail Watches that's uh, run by Wei uh, Cove um, that set up Revolution. Uh, he's got some great things. Time and Tide did a watch recently. These things, I think, are very good because there's a finite amount of them. And I think they are the, the next collectibles and, and really are already achieving pricing. But that's the things that I think will, um, you know, wear quite a few of them, but I think that's the collectibles. The Frank Mueller limited edition way just released is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And so for me, but you think there's only a finite amount of them. He's pushed the boundaries, pushed the brand, and they're not going to do it again. You know, you think even like this Land Rover Bamford edition, it's, it's not going to be done again in that way. This case is only owned by, by them, you know, and, and us. Amazing. What's the unobtainable, the one that you can't have, maybe it's too expensive or in a museum or a private collection? Money, no object. There is something, and everyone kind of takes the piss out of me because I probably could. I, well, I can afford it, but I, I, I keep on going. I'm not going to. It's not unattainable, but it is unattainable to me. Uh, and that is the V4 uh, carbon um, Tag Heuer Monaco. That and the Dark Lord Monaco. Those are the two. Dark Lord Monaco, I've missed out a few times buying it. And now it's totally uh, totally got out of my price point. And then the V4 as well. It's, it's just a bit above where I want to pay for watches. And so it's, it's one of those things that I, I ha- I've, I've missed out on both. And You're so very they, disciplined. <laughs> they're they're the rare raritanium things that you just go and you know I can look from the look from the side and just go I love them but they're not they're not going to sit with me sadly. What's the rewrite? So if you could collect one thing besides any of your current collections, what would it be? Well, do you know for me, I, I started off as a photographer, and I always think um, collecting photographs is, is something absolutely amazing. Um, they tell a story, and so I think you know that would have to be in that always as something you know collecting um, photography. You look at that and you think actually this is this is just um, you know a decisive moment you think about um, I don't know I'm, I'm thinking of Stieglitz and you know and he did steerage and it was just such an amazing 
emotive photograph. Um, Margaret Bork White did the most amazing photographs of um, for um, uh, when the Great Depression happened, and you think some of those things, these faces. You um, Don McCullen when he did the um, War Torn Soldier. These things are things that you just have to kind of look and go, oh my god, wow. Um, and then, you know, even down to, um, I don't know, Sally Mann that took photographs of her children um, and was, you know, and it was such a controversial imagery um, and things like Jesse Bites and things like that, that you look at these photographs and they're very controversial, but they, but if you see them as a mother taking photographs of her own children, then you kind of go, oh, wow. And that's something, or Andrea Serrano that then, you know, did, uh, I don't know, Piss Christ and things like that, that, you you know, his when they went into museums, people were really shocked by it. Um, you know, then I, I, I was thinking about you know the first bot, uh, it was the first uh, female um, photographer that used to use calotypes to do her botany and and was doing the most beautiful calotypes. Those things for me, I think, uh, are just something that can delight the mind. Who's the goat for you? Who do you look up to in the collecting world? Do you know, I don't, because I think in my life, you shouldn't be jealous of anyone. And I think if you look up to someone that's collecting, you go, God, I wish I had that or I had that. You know, there is someone who's always going to have a bigger collection. There's always going to be someone that's got a better car or a cooler car or a cooler watch or a better watch or better uh, books or whatever it is. So I kind of don't look up to someone. I just, I, there's a few people that I go, oh my God, wow. And I I think there's some of the uh, good American collectors and, you know, I, I even think of uh, some of the people that have got uh, some great Rod Emery cars that I go, God, that's absolutely cool. Um, there's one or two people that are of my age that, you know, will rename, um, will be nameless, but there's a, a very good friend of mine in Miami that's got an awesome collection of cars. I admire what he's got, but I don't covet it and go, Oh my God, I want it all. or I want that. Or I, I, I look at them and I go, yeah they suit him and you know some people come to my defender uh, garage and go oh god wow this is a mess of cars and then other people come in and go <laughs> oh my god i'm jealous of that and I, I always say to them don't be jealous of anything you know i you know i can walk into any garage and see one single car and go wow that's cool that golf gti was one of the coolest it's still i'm talking to you today and saying that's a memory i went on a run um uh, yesterday i was running around london i saw the most beautiful early beetle with the twin rear um rear window beautifully preserved black with this wonderful interior i'm still thinking of that car and it sat on the side of the road parked up and I just went to myself and I went, wow, and that is so damn cool. And I could admire without going, God, I need that. Or, I, or I'm, you know, I, I think this is something I aspire to have. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree with you there. Do you enjoy the chase or the sale more, the hunt or the ownership? I I love both. I, I I think the chase is so so cool, but the ownership. I love um I love finding something, and I love the rebuild, the the experimental on on the rebuild. The you know knowing that you find the right person and doing that. So both things are the chase because they've both got a chase a part of them. You know, most of my cars need love uh, when I brought them. 
So I, I spend time build, rebuilding and, and saying this year we'll do the brakes and we'll do the engine and then next year we'll do the gearbox and, and then the interior needs love, and then the exterior. And, and that's what I think is, so that's the chase as well. So both sides have got the chase. So we're, 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 we're going to go with the chase on that one. <laughs> no. Sure. Most importantly, do you feel that you were born with the collector's gene? I think yes. Uh, I, I think you know. Early on, I, I collected comic books, um, and you know, and my son was trading Pokemon at an early age. Um, yeah, I think I think you. I think strangely, maybe because you're born into a family that collects, that it it becomes inherent not, to you. Yeah, not abnormal. George, thank you so much for coming on to Collectors Gene Radio. I know. We're on opposite sides of the world, so I, I appreciate you taking the time out to, to come and chat with us today. It's, it's been an honor and an absolute pleasure. This has been a hell of a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And thank you for actually getting me to think about why do I collect? I'm now just kind of like almost sitting in the corner going, oh my God, what the hell am I, you know, what the hell, <laughs> why am I collecting? What am I doing? Hey, if I can help in any way, then, then I'm doing my job. I, I feel like I've had my own therapy session. So thank you very much, but I'm now kind of worse off than, than, than before. But, um, but thank you so much. I think, look, collecting whatever you're doing in life, it is about the enjoyment. It is about, does that thing bring you joy? And if it does, you know, what's, what's the point of life if you can't have enjoyment? You heard it from the man himself, George Bamford. Can't wait to have you on again. Thank you so much. Let's rock and roll. All right, that does it for this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Collector's Gene Radio, signing off. Collector's Gene Radio.